Welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Hello. Good day, everyone. Sorry, I was trying to mute my laptop. Stop trying to mute your laptop. Mute. Oh, that's it. That's probably quite a good idea. Do you want to try again? <laughs> I think I've done it. I think. If it goes off, I'm sorry. Uh, well, we're all think definitely much less of you. Okay. I know what you do anyway. Hello, no, everyone. No, we're not that mean. Let me say hi. Hello. We're splitting up. Um, oh. <laughs> that was, I know you guys couldn't see that, but it was terrifying. It wasn't terrifying. Yes, it, it was. was. It was a... Um, your face, I never want to relive that ever again, just then. <laughs> well, now I have a secret power. Oh, God. Um, so, yes. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hope you're doing well. Um, thank you to everyone who uh, sent us such nice comments about last week's show. Um, I know my mum was feeling a little bit nervous about coming on, and um, I think she did such a good job. So, And you seem to go down really well. So thank you, everyone, Whee! for commenting and saying lovely things um i think she's pleased so awesome and maybe we have her on again at some point maybe maybe, maybe it's the start of a terrifying rain <laughs> maybe me and you just disappear and it's just my mum yeah <laughs> oh dear <laughs> well while we're still here yeah before the reign of terror um we're joking mum um so this week we are reviewing a film called His House, yeah. which is on Netflix. It is on Netflix. It was being pushed by Netflix for a little bit, it wasn't was. it? And um, a quick overview is um, a couple who are refugees travel over from, is it the Sudan? South Sudan. South Sudan. War-torn and, South yeah, Sudan. They come over um, on a boat um, and they are placed in accommodation. Yes, when we join the story, they're in yeah. a detention centre somewhere on the yeah. south coast. They're placed in accommodation by Matt Smith. And, well, I are. assume he has a character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they are haunted by something that they believe has come with them. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, so before we go any further, I am going to play my song. Well, how about I play your song and we all listen to it together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like that. I think that's what we should do. Uh, such a pedant. I'm not a pedant. I'm, I'm being accurate. Go I'll play the song. Do the thing. Your life is not yours, you stole it. Your life is not yours, you stole it. Your life is not yours, you stole it. And now we can never go home. Prepare to think differently here. Fresh voice in the haunted house genre It's unsettling because generally It's a subject we all feel a little guilty Desolate, beaten down, grief-stricken A couple land in bleakest Britain They've come from hell, across the raging sea And yet they'll never have peace Your life is not yours, you stole it Your life is not yours, you stole it Your life is not yours, you stole it 
obviously it's it's a the film is based around folklore so i thought i'd try and to try for an english folk song type thing yeah, to mirror to that with it yeah um plus it's a bit like going back to my roots because you know i did a lot of training in folk music so yeah thought Very it'd be nice, nice. would you like I to suppose it's, it's the, the sound of their adopted homeland isn't it yeah so i tried well, the sound of my adopt of my not adopted oh yeah i know what you mean sorry their adopted yeah, homeland yeah, is england yes. yes yeah which is my homeland I suppose. Well, it's probably less problematic than us trying to do Sudanese music. Yes, as much as I would love to give that a go, I don't want to insult I, anyone or embarrass myself. So. I think realistically we're not going to be able to get our no. heads around that and think of a film and do our day jobs yeah. in a fortnight. <laughs> so I think no, that's okay. It would be very interesting to attempt, but I don't think I would do much good. I don't think we should put the, the evidence online afterwards. No. Anyway. No, no, so fair enough. Played it safe, did English folk. Fair enough. Let's hear what you've got. I didn't do English folk. No. Uh, here's what I did. Of shared trauma, not even told where they are. Survived by belonging nowhere. He's one of the good ones. 
has turned to dust You're cast aside and left to rust With death there's a closer brush And you're one of the good ones Deafening, so you'd better learn your cutlery He's less scary than that smith knocking He thinks you're one of the good ones Bigger than my house, their perceptions distorted. He's not a good person, but the best they're afforded. He's better than my house, their perceptions distorted. He's not a good person, but the best they're afforded. Safe in their bed, there are voices in their heads They are followed by their dead And they're some of the good ones Safe in these halls There are bruises up these walls There are bodies walking these floors And they breathe so loudly different funky techno vibe thing i mean i might have changed it by the time that we end up hearing it so maybe we shouldn't <laughs> say exactly what it sounded like it was funky it's funky it's it's something yeah it was something i was going for quite abrasive mm-hmm. to be honest because they're they're, yeah. out of, they're out of place they are um yeah so i mean it's a it's a huge clash of cultures isn't it basically massively yeah yeah it, it is um well, you've, yes. got, you've got the horror yeah. of the, the refugee situation, which is obviously very prominent at the moment. You know, in this last year, it's been a huge, you know, huge thing in the news. Um, it so is, but the, the film is, the film, I always describe the film as it is a, it is a more straightforward, uh, you know, supernatural horror film. But that, in honesty, is less scary yeah. than the... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So it, I'm saying this topic horror. has been in people's yeah. minds more recently because of the last year and what happened... Um, in the last 12 months. So we are thinking of it more. Um, and 
I don't know about other people, but when it's been on the news and stuff, you know, you imagine it, you go, oh my God, you know, how awful would that be to be in that situation? Horrific. And then you've got the mirroring of the actual horror that's going on in the house and you're thinking, I don't know which is worse, aren't you? I think think they're using the supernatural horrors because it's more palatable ultimately to to an audience. Yeah, maybe. Because it's we, we would understand that. Yeah, that's a gateway, really. So the, realistically, the, the the actual palpable real world horror is far more horrific yeah. than what's in that house. So the couple um, basically are placed, you know, in this strange country. They don't know anyone. Um, yeah, we don't even find out even by the end of the film where they yeah, are. Yeah, they're in trying the UK. to. I mean, it looks like London. It says when they it speak to people, it sounds area. sounds like London. Um, they're trying their well. The, the the husband is trying his best to fit in. The wife is just feels so out of place, isn't she? Yes. And you discover a bit later on that they've lost a child on the way over there as well. So they've got this grief, and they've got this you know guilt as well because they picked up a child in order well, to get part of their lift, didn't they? Well, that was the twist. I wasn't going to say. Well, that. there's no. We're reviewing the film, and that's a big okay. part of it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so you think they've lost their own biological child, and at the end, you find out it's not actually their child. But they think they've attracted this evil demon because of this yeah. horrendous crime they've committed. Yes. It's just, it's it's all very, it's very, very good, but it's just heart-wrenching, it? Isn't is a it? heavy, heavy yeah. film all the way through. There is very little respite, and it's really, really good. Yeah, um, it's a brilliant I, film. I, I don't feel like at any point we're, we're hiding ourselves if we say, you should watch it. Yeah. It is really worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, you've got the this two couple in Dire Straits, and then you've got the character of Matt Smith, who's kind of like... A housing officer type thing, isn't yeah. It? He's the, the, the caseworker yeah. or something assigned to them. Being all British and English and not really understanding what they're going through, but maybe more so as the film goes Microaggressions on. Microaggressions all mm. through, though, like you know, the constant saying of you know, they're bigger than my house, yeah. And they keep getting told that this house they're being gifted is bigger than mm-hmm. maybe you think, yeah, your house probably isn't full of nasty things, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't really, has furniture. I don't really know where to start to do justice to this film because there were so many. Interesting well, let's start with the, with the with the supernatural horror parts because mm-hmm. that that is yeah. I would say really nicely done. There's we both actually jumped in this film as well. Yes. The earlier on acts of the film mm-hmm. where this starts to manifest, it's legitimately really well done. Ex- yeah, you know, perfectly executed. You jump, and there's a couple of points when we were saying it's quite early on to be re- you know revealing the yeah the spectres at this point, but actually it turns out no, that really wasn't the, the true horror of the film. No. I didn't feel yeah. It's just that they was that was like the. The Trojan horse, almost. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think they're being haunted by their child that, who's died, but actually it's it's a kind of demon that they have brought with them, sort yes. of. But they're, kind of, but they also carry the souls of lots of the other yeah, people who didn't make, who didn't it, make it over the sea. And she tells the story of um, the uh, an old folklore from Sudan, doesn't she? Mm, of the, the Apeth? The Apeth, yes. The Apeth, um, who is, uh, I believe, a witch. Um that curses people. Oh, I think I need to do a bit more research. There's not much on. I really want there? to learn more. About yeah, the there really isn't. Really I mean, I can about. say it because I was going to do it for our story, but there is very little on the. Okay. Like, I really wanted to, but there is very. The only thing you get if you um, Google it is this film. Wow. So that you know, they must have really, they must have gone over there and really spoken to people and dug deep into this myth or legend. I don't know. Well, perhaps more likely the directors or writers actually. This is. Their culture and sure. their drawing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, likely. of course. I mean, um, so you've got all this really fascinating story. You've got their plight and their the twist at the end. I mean, I don't. As I said, I don't know where to start with it. It's 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 fantastic. I'd say, okay, so there's there's the supernatural horror. There's mm. the obviously the really obvious of the refugee horror, which yes, less of well trodden trope as far as we're concerned. But it's yes. it's really well done. It's more cut as a drama. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're, they're being pursued and they have their flashbacks during as well. Yeah. That, and this is all happening. Flashback know, to mish, them, mishmash at the them same trying time. to travel across to, to the UK safely. Yeah. Um, misplaced memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, at the same time, they also play up the culture clash they're having at the same time. Yeah. They, they're... They know a bit of English, but they have no idea even where they are, as I said. Yep. They don't know what's happening around them, why anything's happening around them. Yep. Most things don't really get explained to them. Even they're like caseworkers, mm-hmm. who's like, the closest we get to a good guy, he's not really a good guy. Yeah. Or, no, not or really. his colleagues. Um, we was, you know, they're, they're coming over here um, as their saving grace, and, yeah. and they're not... You know, they're, they're not, not welcome. They're not welcome at all. And it makes you sit. It makes you feel quite uncomfortable sitting there as yeah. a white person. Makes you feel quite uncomfortable. There's a very poignant moment where the husband is. He goes to the pub and he kind of joins in watching a football match and he actually has quite a nice time, yes. doesn't he? And he comes back and he's full of hope and you know really happy mm. and positive. The wife tries to do the same thing. Um, so she goes out for a walk, gets a bit lost, and she meets a group of lads, um, English lads with African backgrounds or heritage, um, and tries to ask them directions. And they're just as they, unhelpful as everyone. Well, else. they say to her, "Go back to your, go back to yeah. Africa, go back to your country." And she, you know, obviously was hoping that they would take pity on Skin her. Skin is not kin. Yeah. So it was, yeah, pretty, pretty hard watch in some areas because you, you, you know. I hate to go. I'm not going to start going into white privilege, but you feel it watching this film. You really do. Also, just being a citizen of the country, yeah. being shot in, like they are yeah. completely out of place. Yeah, and, and, they, and they, they do and that they so it. well. And yeah, you can tell whoever's you know behind the film knows what they're talking about. You know? Yeah, so you know it, it speaks volumes that the, eventually the family they come to terms with the fact that they have these we'll say ghosts yeah. living in their house that they brought with them it's, yeah. it's packed full of ghosts yeah. but that's still less scary than the alternative which is to be sent yeah. back to South Sudan yeah. and um, to- towards the, the end when it all goes you know shit it's the fan she kind of hallucinates that she's back home doesn't she if you remember there's some, there's some jumps around yeah, yeah. yeah but she's not actually back home she's no. just so you know just imagining things because she's so kind of uh, I don't know gone a bit crazy with it all I suppose and you would true but actually the ending you quite want to bring that up because there is a, a strange kind of way that we start to feel like we've started to understand what's happening in mm. the film and actually at the end it's yanked back away from us it's like subverted because we're reminded that we are the outsiders to this culture and this way yeah. of thinking yeah. you and I the, the, yeah. the audience are going oh I thought this was going to resolve or mm-hmm. you know rest no yeah. no 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 because it's not something you and I are going to understand and, no. and like they understand the characters understand them. Yeah. We are left out and dark, yeah. which is quite a nice twist. Yeah. In the end, of it, yeah. Actually. I mean, I said that in my song. It's it's mm. it's a culture that we're most people who watch it in this country are not going to understand, and that automatically makes you feel slightly uncomfortable. Yes. But that's good. You know, I think it's good to make people come out of their comfort zones. And we've been saying for ages we need to start looking at other films, not just kind of you know American white classic horror films. So this was such a breath of fresh air to watch as well wasn't it, is. it even just like you know a haunted house trope being in a council estate mm. not yeah. some kind of massive you know, from the 60s creaky like, yeah, old house yeah yeah like a mansion house but no no it's mm-hmm. it's a grotty yeah it looks like a sort of east london kind of it could be anywhere frankly yeah um just, housing estate that just goes on for ages and ages you never yeah. see the edge of it um you know at one point the only place we see that i remember other than like the detention center is like a primark yeah where he's pursued by the security guard yeah um when he's trying to fit in he's desperately trying to fit in he's looking mm. at the posters okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna get those that that outfit yeah that's gonna be my my england outfit and mm-hmm. he, you know he's really trying because he's been encouraged to like and he's learning trying to teach himself to use cutlery and things because he's been pressured to do so yeah and assimilate under all costs you know 
Yeah. Well, um, he, you know, he's he's pulling out all the stops, and yeah. she doesn't want to, which is understandable because yeah, yeah. you know why should you be forced? Why to should change? you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, as I said, it, it makes you. It really gives you an idea of or what it would be like to be in that situation. Not an idea, but it it gives you the that uncomfortable feeling of this is horrible what people have to go through. Yes. Know? And then chucking a load of demons as well. Oh, yeah. On top of that. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think we're getting anything about it, but like, you know, the very end where the Apeth actually catches him. Yeah. That was a lot more gory than I think you were expecting. That which was, was my, really nice. I think that was my only downside. I, yeah? The, okay. I don't think the monster... I think the monster was a bit underwhelming when we actually saw it. The, I think it's more what it does rather no, than what it looked like. The demons and the, the sort of ghosts that kept coming out of the walls, they were great. I loved those. I thought they were really original. They were, they were really interesting. But the actual them, main monster when we saw it at the end, I was a little bit disappointed. I don't think it was about that main monster, no, though. No, but... You really? Know, but you can't um, help being like, oh... Okay, I suppose by that, by that point we had also gone on these other... Um, surreal and beautiful escapes yeah. in, in people's minds and things actually which were rather lovely like the floating on the water and he's in a room and he just starts to detach yes and there's like, a lot of there's kind some of lovely detached fantasy moments yeah. which are really and you would like if you're in this horrible like and they, they do take them to the shittest part of Britain I mean, I'm not sure yeah, where yeah, it is yeah. but it just looks awful like and you would just float off and think oh I want to be back in my hometown where I'm comfortable and loved wouldn't you and it, you know when your mind just floats off and you you get sort of lost in that warm fuzzy feeling and they, they really showed that beautifully I thought they did they did and of course it was really eloquently done if um, that eloquent is probably the way I would yeah. summarise that film it was brutal yeah. but eloquent tiny cast as well just yeah. literally the couple and Matt Smith um, and then others, a few perhaps. others and the acting was superb I mean yes. I, I you know Matt Smith is Matt Smith the um, the couple were magnificent I thought yes no, they were very well the, the lady I've seen well in other things yes. I've, she's in loads of British dramas and stuff and I've always been I've always liked her um, the guy I've not seen before but I thought they were both just stupendous yeah, yeah you're quite right yeah uh, but it, it was it was probably the first film that we've done in this run of, of this podcast where I've thought to myself as I'm thinking about it I want to watch it again yeah, quite, I, quite soon I even feel like I want you know to, things I've missed because there was so much to take in and I feel like I could be I it could educate me to watch it again to it be could, honest but it just you know there's a lot of depth to it yeah but it's enjoyable to dig through I would I want mm. to, to learn yeah. more about it um so yeah I mean it's on Netflix watch it that's Absolutely, what I would say. unreservedly, go, yeah. go and watch this watch film. Watch it, be scared, be it. educated, feel uncomfortable. It's what you're supposed to be. Yeah. It's what it's supposed to do. Um, uh, and it, it does it very well, yeah, I would say. Very, I look very forward well. to seeing more from this, this director. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's all yes. I have to say, really. Yeah. Bro- I, I amazing think, film. I think it's great. Yeah, amazing film. And we literally just stumbled across it. Um, yeah, it wasn't one we'd no, not well, thought out or of, been told about. It's like, oh, it's on the front page. Yeah, That's it was like, okay. oh, it's been advertised. You know, and we read the description and thought, ah, oh, that sounds interesting. But it was yeah. so much more than we thought it was going to be. Yes. You know, it was like, okay, Haunted House. But all of there's a bit of folklore. Brilliant. We'll, we'll give it a go. Absolutely. Because um, I'm a bit of a sucker for folklore. So, oh my God, yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah. So, shall we move on? So you're not going to be telling us about Apex? No, I I did loads of googling and digging and no? literally, okay, I fine. mean, there was a few lines about it on some websites. But Maybe said, in the future we'll find out yeah, some more. Mostly, if you Google it, all you get is is sort of information about this 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 film. So yeah, I just wonder that you know. The, the sorts of people who have this kind of history yeah. haven't bothered putting it online because maybe it's not so interesting to No, well maybe. Point, it's a shame, but hey ho. Yeah. Um yeah. so instead I, I found some some folklore African demon stories instead. 
which okay. I thought might be quite interesting. Still curious, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say now, I apologise for my pronunciations of some of the words. I have tried my best to learn how to say things correctly, like the names of the demons and names okay. of people. Um, if I do say something wrong, I apologise. I'm, I'm, I am not, uh, I'm not so have okay. You, have you <laughs> chosen a particular part of Africa? No, I've just done um, demons from... Because, again, I sort of... There were so many to choose from, and there were so many interesting ones. I just kind of picked the ones that looked the most interesting. Okay, me. fair enough. Um, so you said Africa. Africa's... I know. It's a massive... Truly, I know, truly I know it's massive. So. I, I tried to do, again, like Sudan, but, again, there were so little things I could find. Mm. Um, so And then I just started reading up on African legends and lore and just picked some of my favourites. So, fair enough. Yeah, it was more just kind of what I could understand and what I could find. Okay, okay. Um, so are you ready? It's all knowledge. It's all knowledge, yeah. And it's all really, really, really interesting. Cool, are okay. You, are you ready? I, I think I am. Okay, so. All over the world, different countries tell their own individual tales of mythical demons. We have the Chupacabra in Puerto Rico, the Jersey Devil of Jersey, and of course, La Llorona of Mexico. While some people will swear blind that these demons exist, most would put their so-called actions, murder of livestock, humans, disappearances and kidnapping, to simple human explanations. However, whispers and rumours of these dangerous beings keep them alive in the darkest corners of our imagination. So the first demon we're going to talk about is the Popo Bawawa. Okay. Popo Bawawa. Yeah, you feeling confident with this? I think so. Okay, cool. Okay. Heading off to Tanzania, specifically to the islands of Zanzibar, we come across a demon that haunts the locals in their dream. This is known as Popo Bawa or Batwing. Mm. The first recorded sighting of this being is only back in 1965. Throughout the 70s, the creature seemed to pop up quite frequently. This may seem very recent, but bear in mind the first sighting of the Chubacabra was only in 1995. Really? Which is unusual, because oh. it feels like it's been around forever. Yeah, I suppose it does, actually. The Popo Bawa is a shapeshifter and can take off both animal and human forms at will. It gets its name, however, from the distinctive shadow cast by its outstretched wings when it attacks. Believers in the Batwing think that it is a djinn, um, which is a certain spirit in Islam, similar okay. to an angel. Oh, right, okay. And what they believe is that this jinn was released by a sheikh, which is um, a chief okay. or head of a tribe, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you still with me? Absolutely. Who is out for revenge? The sheikh is out for revenge. Yeah. Unfortunately, the sheikh lost control of his spirit helper and it turned to pure evil. Mm. As the story goes... The Batwing will steal into your room on the very darkest of nights. There, it will attack you as you sleep. Sometimes, you can smell the creature before you see it, becoming aware of a sulfurous stench. Wow. Occasionally, you will hear it, claws scraping on the roof trying to find a way in. But a single attack isn't the end. If you keep this experience to yourself, the Batwing will return and stay longer and attack more violently each time. It particularly enjoys tormenting those who don't or refuse to believe in it. Clever. It's very sensible, yeah. Since the first sightings, Popo Bawa panics have broken out. The most recent took place back in 2007. 
Bizarrely, the sightings seemed to happen in waves. Within a year, dozens or even hundreds of individuals will report an attack, but then the creature will appear to fly under the radar and be virtually unheard of before appearing again a year later. So, if you see the outlines of dark wings against the night sky, make sure to keep the lights on. Fair enough. That's interesting because that, that, that idea that um, it's more likely to attack you if you don't believe in it. Yeah. I, I suppose that's some way to explain the behaviour, the waves of reports and things. It's like, you know, you know cats know when people don't like them. <laughs> it's, it's like okay. that. Okay, yeah. And you're like, oh, how, you know, let me get on your lap. Oh, you know, let me rub myself all over you, Strike, darling. Strike. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that. Fascinating stuff, mm. I think. Fascinating yeah. stuff. Um, I mean, a lot of it, I wonder how many people are having... Um, Night terrors or um, yeah, yeah. some form of things. sleep paralysis as well. But of course, if you tell people that if they don't believe in it, it could get them again. Yeah, that encourages people to yeah to exactly. perpetuate it. Yeah, so that's to tell tell stories. But I mean, if people have seen the same thing over and over, but this again with sleep paralysis, people report seeing the same thing Absolutely, over and over. Yeah. It's really really interesting. The human mind is fascinating. People are very suggestive. Yeah, especially when they're panicky. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. brain's powerful. So second story, and this is about a spirit called the. Iwamba. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote this one out phonetically. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, the Iwamba is one of several familiar spirits associated with sorcerers and witchcraft in Zambia. Mm-hmm. It is said to appear as a snake with human heads and share its features and emotions with its owner. That does sound terrible. Oh, I know. I know. Awesome though, isn't it? Yeah. These creatures are obtained deliberately in order to steal food, spy or commit murder. Therefore, it is suspected that anyone who owns an Awamba is probably up to no good. Yes. Yes. Doesn't take a genius, does it? Well, I don't know. You know. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. What's, that in, what's that in that basket? Oh. Oh. No, no, no. Fair enough. How That's I... an interesting like, description of the, of the creature, though, as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, just wait till you hear how it's made. Okay. However, it was apparently quite normal for persons such as powerful chiefs and hunters to own one in order to protect them from witchcraft. Owners of the Awamba are usually male. Not a bloody surprise, is it? <laughs> I wondered if the snake part was relevant there. An Awamba can be created in a number of different ways. The most common is via a sorcerer mixing certain medicines, water, then placing that on a piece of bark. Five dika, which are small antelope horns, okay. are placed next to this. The sorcerer then fetches a plat. Um, of manban or spicy grass right and the horns are placed on the one end of that does that make sense I think so so the horns are placed on one end of the spicy grass spicy grass spiky grass spiky grass (laughs) so there's a platter spiky spiky grass and the horns are placed next to it okay at one end fingernails are then taken from the client yeah as well as blood from his chest and forehead these are mixed with the medicine and the water some of this is then drunk by the client and the rest is sprinkled three times onto the plat. After the first sprinkling, the plat turns ash white. After the second, it transforms into a snake. After the third, it becomes a miniature version of the client, including any jewellery present. The body will soon fade away, leaving only the head. Mm. It's a really like specific description. I know. The Awamba will then address its new master. You know and recognise me. You see that our faces are similar. The client will agree and show the partnership is sealed. 
The Awamba will live wherever the owner wants it to, but this is usually down in a local riverside in the reeds. It's not long before it is instructed to kill its first victim. It does so by consuming the shadow of its victim, feasting on its flesh, or simply swallowing them whole. Then it will crawl back to its owner and lick them all over. Okay. Andrew, <laughs> yes, culturally lost in translation there. Yeah. People who keep an Awamba become sleek, fat and clean and are possessed of a long life and do not die until all their relatives have done so. Wow. I know. That's, that makes quite a selling point there. Yeah, so I guess the Awamba's cleaning them in a way. Uh, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, of course, comes with a price. The Awamba will never stop hungering for human lives and will continue to feast. If it's not allowed to feed itself, the owner grows weak and ill until it feeds again. The unnatural death toll will eventually be noticed and a sorcerer will be called upon to vanquish the, the creature. To kill an Iwamba, he will sprinkle some medicine around the suspected lair. This makes the, lev- the water level rise and the ground a rumble. First fish appear, then crabs, then finally the Iwamba itself. The snake is shot with a poisoned arrow and, as they are connected, the owner feels its agony. They will then perish at the same time. Ooh. I mean, think of the basilisk in Harry Potter. I'm yeah, wondering yeah, there, if there's there'll be like, similarities to yeah, various other things around the world. I like this the idea that you this it takes, inhuman creature is tied to a human. Yeah, it takes the owner's face. That is so oh like ooh. <laughs> Can you imagine being killed by a giant snake that looks like, I don't know, Donald Trump or someone? Oh god. Yeah. Just I mean if anyone's gonna have a bloody awamba, it'd be him, wouldn't it? <sighs> We've done so well not mentioning him for ages. Oh, sorry. Because he's too terrifying. Yeah. It's not It's not right. This is a horror podcast. It's supposed to be about fun. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. But no, that, I, that's an interesting sounding, mm. sounding animal. I like there's lots of detail there as well about how it's created and what it does, a, how, how they just dealt with. Such an amazing story. I'm surprised. It's, I've never seen anything about this. I mm. mean, I'm sure, obviously, you know, because we're in the UK, so... But I, I'm surprised it's not been made into a film or been written about. And I don't know. Well, maybe it has been and we haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm if saying. It must just be. Suggestions, then there we're is, up for yeah, that. there is just nothing about it here. Or, you know, you never hear of it here. It's just such a, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant folklore. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if anyone has any more info on that, please do. Or indeed, film recommendations yeah. for, that would feature these kind yeah. of animals, actually, that would be really yeah. interesting. The Awamba. Because, <laughs> you know, the film. Film industries in different African nations it is picking up because mm. you know computers are now cheap enough that actually these things are yeah. manageable. Yeah, uh, people are you know expressing their their views and using their voices in in the medium of film. Yeah, and some of these stories probably do exist out there in yeah. some way. We just can't get hold of them. I think the uh, the market's just you know we've got enough werewolves, vampires, zombies. Human ingenuity is yeah. marvellous, and there's a whole world out there of other monsters and Absolutely. other outlooks, and I think that it could be really interesting. Yeah. So I would love to see more of the Awamba. Mm. Um, so, the last creature we are going to learn about is the Impudulu. Impudulu. Okay. Or the Lightning Bird. Ooh, where does it live? So, the Impudulu, or the Lightning Bird, is a mythological creature that features heavily in Zulu folklore. Okay. Some believe that the um, hemcop is the lightning bird, which is a which is an African bird. So some people believe that is the lightning bird due to its long shag- shaggy crest and curved beak. 
but other things it manifests itself through lightning or uh, to a woman in its true form so it's a woman who can mm. turn into a bird or lightning which is cool or lightning when the lightning bird flaps its wings, wings thunder is created when it lays its eggs lightning is created fairy circles usually made of mushrooms appear showing where the lightning struck and where to dig to find the eggs of the lightning bird legend says taking the eggshells grinding them into a fine powder and mixing them with a fish that shines in the dark mm. will create a concoction that will cause your enemy to be struck by lightning what shines yeah, in the dark that would be very useful wouldn't it what's on mackerel do they shine in the dark I don't know what's silver Silver well, anything fish. with a quite a silvery scales on it would probably yeah. do quite a good job and there's going to be different fish there, so. I mean if someone's struck by lightning they're not going to die but they might just you know well, they probably would actually they're being a shit maybe they, they just kind of get a bit of a shock I don't know I think being struck by lightning is going to be more than a shock well it would be a shock it's more <laughs> than a shock I think you're somewhat underplaying it yeah well you know again don't you know, this, this, is, this bird's kind of come about as a an explanation for lightning and thunder that's quite yeah. interesting I know pretty cool eh yeah However, many believe that the eggs are cursed and you have must destroy them immediately if you find them. So if you find okay. them, destroy. Okay. Or mix them up with a silver fish and, you know. Well, that will be destroying them, but usefully. It would. But then I'd know who your enemy is. What if it's me? No, 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 no. I'll <laughs> keep you around. Okay. That's good. When this, bird isn't, when this bird is not causing havoc via the weather, it may be busy carrying children away, not before drinking all their milk. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Bit of a very, shit. Very specific. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying children away, I mean, that makes some sense. You know, they eat, you know, it's a, it's a good snack. And you also you need to threaten children sometimes, you know, with... with I imagine it's quite threats, a nice looking you? bird. So if it comes and sort of laps up a bit like, oh, look, that's cute. And then it just... And lightning you. and your child's yeah, gone. And, and your child's gone, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Deceiving. It's also believed to bewitch people to have sex cause disease and even suck the blood out of t- tuberculosis sufferers tuberculosis sufferers okay so it does do some good a strange collection of attributes hmm. actually would that help if you suck the blood out of tuberculosis I have no idea sufferers? no I don't think it would actually doesn't sound probably just make it helpful. make you worse yeah I wonder why specifically TB sufferers yeah as <laughs> if you're not suffering enough I'm going to come and take all your blood yeah stealing your kid's milk and yep. I'm taking your blood yep there's only one way to capture the lightning bird. This is at the very moment when the lightning strikes the ground and when it lays its eggs. It is said that the fat from the bird contains a very special component that witch doctors use in medicines. Others believe that it is a piece of the bird's flesh that can be used to trace thieves. The lightning bird is a confidant of witch doctors and is sometimes seen riding on the back of a hyena. Witch doctors can shapeshift to be a hyena. Very useful. Yep. It is mostly considered as an evil creature, can cause illness and very bad luck. It is also said that the lightning bird is immortal and will outlive its masters. Legend tells that the bird can be passed down in a witch's family from mother to daughter. If the bird is not handed down, it is called an Ishulagu, an ownerless monster that will cause chaos. Mm. The lightning bird can't be shot or stabbed, drowned or poisoned. The only way to destroy the creature is by fire. Most reported sightings describe it as a huge winged black and white creature the size of a man. You must be you must you are most likely to encounter the lightning bird in the Eastern Cape uh, okay, yeah. region of South Africa. That makes sense. Yeah. That is it. So if you want to kill one, you have to 
set it on fire as it as the lightning as hits the ground. Yeah, and it's laying as it lays eggs. its eggs. Very specific. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if being out in a thunderstorm is all that clever. No, not really. But I might even if that fat really is that valuable. Mm. Mm. There you have it. There's no, that's, that's African really interesting. African folklore demons. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. I think the um, the Yawumba is my favourite. There's a lot of detail there. It was very helpful. Yeah. I feel like you know, with the right equipment, we could we could go and create one somehow. I don't think we should. No, I mean, I wasn't planning to. No, no, no. And no. it just says me- medicine. It doesn't say what medicine. Well, I can't give too much detail. No, I mean, I've got some cowpole in the cupboard. But, I know. don't think they mean cowpole. No. Mix cowpole and paracetamol with water. Sprinkle it on a plat. Actually, I've got a plat because um, I had really long hair when I was a kid, talking about my mum again, and um, I think we've still got it somewhere. No, it has to be spiky grass, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, shit. Spiky grass. No, but fascinating stuff, as I said. Very. Yeah. And something a bit different as well, which is really cool. Yes. I always like, like um, La La Rona, I always love hearing about stuff that, you know, we, we don't know anything about. Completely alien to us. Yeah. 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 This is, this is very cool. interesting. Super cool. And even though she, she was like, she was awesome, but she was, you know, a wailing woman, a bit like the Banshee. Yeah. A bit, you know, like a, like a ghost. There, but this is like something totally, totally off the wall for us. Totally different. So, yeah, really, really interesting and really cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for going and finding out. No problem. So I guess that's it for this episode. Um, all that's left to say is we have had a couple more um, listener stories in. It would be awesome to do a listener story episode soon. So if you do have a spooky story, send it into ghostgiguk at gmail.com. That is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. Absolutely. Or indeed any stories based on other creatures that you yeah, yeah. You, you are aware of that we haven't heard yeah, of. Yeah, it doesn't have to be your be own personal thing. Like if if, um, if someone else has a story and they're happy for you to share it or if you, there's, you know more about these amazing folklore legends, then give us a shout. Honestly, yeah. we'd love to hear more. Um, obviously, you can... Catch us on Instagram as well and Twitter and Facebook. Just search Ghost Gig. Um, I think that's it. I think you covered all the bases. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it's it. It's like you're getting practice at this now, isn't it? God. Oh. Who'd have thought it? Oh. And our exciting news is, fingers crossed, in a few days' time, we will be going to see... Don't say it out loud. Oh. No, you'll jinx it again. Okay. We, we get, get to go somewhere. We get, we get to go to the theatre. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, so uh, just to say, keep safe, everyone. Keep well. Um, hope everyone's doing okay. Please, please keep in touch with us. We love hearing from people, don't we? We do. Um, we as do. I said, send your stories in, but also horror film recommendations. Please do. Oh, always. Yeah, always. always, always. If you would like us to write a song or murder your murderer song, some but, treasured yeah. film in your in your memory, <laughs> you know, desecrate it. <laughs> um, brilliant. Well, thank you so so much for listening, and we will see you all again soon. Michelle. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.